Come on, Bella. Come on, Bella. Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Villa Talks podcast. Welcome to episode 99. Yes, we've Ooh. made it. Yeah, we've got technically it's 99 and a half because me and Yara did a uh, like a 10 minute episode. What, uh, was technically, the this is technically, this is the <laughs> Take another half episode. <laughs> I put my heart and soul into that episode, mate. I, I thought that was a very episode. good episode. I <laughs> it was well absolutely that. blind. <laughs> we, yeah. Was that we, when Traore scored that goal? Yeah, where exactly we, we were that. Yeah. And I did the Brummy accent. Yeah, man, that's yeah, yeah. one of my all-time we've got two, it's, on, yeah, it's on my SoundCloud. We've got two <laughs> choices now. We either start again and call it the 100th and do something, <laughs> or we just stick with no, 99 no, We stick with it. We stick with it. We stick with it. We stick with it. Um, that intro was my uh, was my good mate Alex's daughter Esme, three years old. I think. Sorry, I forgot the age wrong, Alex. But that's her celebrating the equaliser against Man City, uh, which we'll be talking about uh, obviously as part of the pod. As you can hear, uh, <laughs> no need for introductions. The whole gang is here this week, full house, including Yaro. How are we, boys? Good. Very good. good. Yeah. Good. good. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Bad, so usual, usual show this week. Last week, obviously, AJ and I went on Twitter spaces immediately uh, following the Arsenal game and sort of did a, a, a mix of uh, our normal pod reviewing the game, but also had uh, you guys phoning in, as it were, on Twitter spaces and having your view, which we thoroughly enjoyed, didn't we, AJ? Um, but, well, I mean... It was it was oh. quite a, quite a negative vibe. I enjoyed uh, you know engaging with the listeners. That yeah, was, yeah. That was that, that's, that's what I meant. I didn't mean I enjoy the game or anything. But uh, um, yeah, the pod itself was fairly downbeat, wasn't it? Let's yeah, yeah, let's, yeah. Uh, let's see if we could put a bit more. Of a we can. Yeah, uh, it's definitely definitely a different mood to the to the camp and uh, the, slightly uh, at the moment slightly. And uh, we'll be talking about the Man City game. We'll be uh, previewing the Leicester City game. Um, obviously, deadline day has. It's come and passed. Um, Yaro's going to cover that. Our transfer expert, European football expert, Yaro, <laughs> giving Andy Brassel a run for his money. And then we've got the Villa Vault. Oh, I was born uh, to play. <laughs> Villa Vault coming up with uh, Sam um, covering that, I think. You aren't, aren't you, Sam? Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yes. Uh, yeah, I did ask Yaro to do it, but Sam's very proud, you know, very proud of his baby and, you know, wants to keep that in house. So uh, he was like, no, I'm doing it. Um, so <laughs> best be a good one. And it best, best be a good be a one. Nil nil. <laughs> no pressure. Uh, and then uh, we're going to announce our new segment to start next week. I mean, if this, if the, our pod episodes weren't long enough, we're going to have another segment to the show, <laughs> which is, is complete nonsense, but you'll hear and you'll listen. And I'll let AJ discuss that part because uh, he's going to be the engine behind it. I'm sure. Um, he's not, he's, he's shrugging. Yeah, you are, mate. You are going to be it. Um, so I thought let's... the new, uh, I thought the new section was going to be chat about my new uh, flow horse. To be honest, that you were going to do yeah, yeah, about. Yeah. On, uh... I don't know if you've seen it. I'll, I'll, I'll maybe it'll be the, maybe I should make you the front cover of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> AJ, if you haven't seen it, if you don't follow him on Instagram, please do. Um, what's your handle? AJ A it is it? What is yeah. it? Yeah, AJ A it. Yeah, yeah. Country, I know. On his uh, on his story, it's the the world's biggest clothes horse. Are we all are we all going to get an advertisement for our Twitter feed uh, or just no, AJ? Just AJ. You just Brilliant. need more. If you want to get an advert on there, mate, you need need more domestic uh, households uh, equipment right. yeah. content because that's that's what the people love. 
That's what people yeah. want. That's what people I want. I did get a few replies from uh, followers of the pod, actually, on uh, my Twitter version. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, right. Danny and uh, uh, Elliot, I think he was called. Yeah, uh, nice. A few Villa fans getting involved on the, uh, yeah. the clothes horse banter. Anyway. Well, yeah, If I mean, if uh, Procter & Gamble ever want to sponsor us, then uh, we're, we're, we're open. We're open to that, um, definitely. So, I might be um, con- contractually uh, not allowed to work for Procter & Gamble, mate, just step away. Uh, but uh, if we went for Unilever, that would be better for my That's fine. That's fine. All right. Okay. All right. Good to know. Well, this part's got off to an absolute storming <laughs> start, hasn't it? Four minutes in. <laughs> Welcome. Um, so let's, let's get cracking. Uh, it's time for From the Stands of Villa Park. So this week, I'm going to hand over to Yaro, who's going to cover the... Uh, the transfer window and any of the news stories that, that are relevant to Villa and uh, over to you mate alright mate well before we get into the transfer window uh, I thought one story very relevant to Villa is uh, Chelsea sacking Thomas Tuchel today because Sam said he'd have him so Sam would you like to expand on that you reckon uh, got a shot with Tuchel well I, I, I think he'd be a, a good manager and uh, you know he's, ha- he's he's got a great CV and uh, I would take him I, his, his Chelsea performances have been a bit dour this year but I think something's gone badly awry with their recruitment I don't I'm not convinced they're his players maybe Aubameyang was but then they sacked him before he could make an uh, Oba could make an impact um, after the Arsenal game I was chatting to some gooners in a pub and uh, they were asking me what manager I would like because at the time I was very down on Gerard and I said I fancied Poch. And they're like, you ain't getting potched, mate. <laughs> You're not getting potched. Do you know what he's saying, lads? He's fixed they're getting potched. Um, and, well, uh, I, have to, I have to say, I have to say, um, we haven't played Newcastle yet, have we? I have to say, if we can't have potch, if potch is going to Chelsea, I'd t- I'd take Tuchel. You think Tuchel is a more realistic option than potch? No way. I, 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 well, no I do way. because no I think way. Chelsea are going to take potch. Right? No, no, I think they're going to get Potter. Potter. Nick Potter. Yeah, Potter. Do you think so? No, it's happening. Yeah, well, apparently, apparently he's talking happened. to them today. Apparently, Rem- really? Romano has said he's he's pretty much good. The, the only possible thing will be the compensation where they reckon sixteen million. Apparently, sixteen ten. I did. Uh, right. So good. Good friend of the pod, uh, Kian, who's been on before, uh, Irish fellow, who you guys might know. Um, has tweeted. He told oh, me Sam, at the Sam time. probably does. If he's Sam Irish, probably he's Irish. He's, yeah. he's my cousin. Yeah, uh, racist. Um, <laughs> it's not. It's not racist. It probably is. It's a small island. He said he's no. He said that we actually did talk to Graham Potter when we hired Gerard, but we were put off by the release clause in his contract, which now yeah. apparently is sixteen million, which. How, you know, much you're thinking be, in how much did we spend on uh, Coutinho? Coutinho. Yeah. Oh, Troy, did you say Coutinho? Did you say Coutinho? Well, oh, I mean, just choose any of the average <laughs> players we've got. <laughs> I, was, well, I, was, I was thinking that, though, earlier when they were talking about the release clause on the radio. And when you think, like, especially for Brighton, like, Potter is a much more integral part of their success than any of their, like, individual players, really. Uh and it seems like a ridiculous amount of money for a, a manager, but actually, you know, when you think about what you might spend on, I mean, how much did Basuma go for? And yeah, he was massively important. I oh, know he was free, wasn't he? So that's not a good example. No, he was, no, he was, he was 20, 20, 25 million, I think he went, because he was yeah, well, left. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was about to be free. Uh, yeah. So, Damn, you know, man. when you think about, when you th- yeah, exactly. All these, all these players, uh, Kukurea, what did they sell him for? 50 million or something? 60? Yeah. Some uh, like that, yeah. You know, you can replace a right back more easily than you can replace a manager that you've had for that. As for that we well know. Time. So, mm. yeah. 
So yeah. Although uh, David Ornstein today uh, uh, was talking about Poch, wasn't he? And uh, he Gary Neville was like, Nah, never. He'll never go there. And David Ornstein was like, Well, you'd be surprised. It'll be definitely yeah, interesting. Omar. Omar, you have to do his accent if you're going to do which Gary. one? Oh, which one? David Ornstein. David Ornstein's oh, is really is the most <laughs> neutral accent ever. Yeah. I can't do that. Anyway, Yaro, carry on, mate. Sure thing. Um, so should we talk transfer window then? Um, obviously, the, the headline was uh, the triple bid, uh, the triple unsuccessful threat from Arsenal for David Luiz. Um, I think it was Romano described... Douglas, Douglas Luiz, mate. What did, I, did I say David Luiz? Um, yeah. Right. You know. <laughs> We've been talking European transfer expert. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think your pronounced Douglas is pronounced David. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're going to regret throwing this job to me, Omar, but never mind. Let's let's soldier on through. Um, yes, uh, so uh, three bids rejected. I think I remember Romano on deadline day saying something along the lines of, uh, this is very complicated from Arsenal's point of view, but from our point of view, it didn't seem that complicated at all. Um, they kept bidding and we kept rejecting. Um, I think there was a question, wasn't there, Omar, on Twitter um, from someone saying, "Is this was this a smart move? Uh, vis-a-vis the fact that Louise is out of contract at the end of the season. There was a few questions uh, about that. Uh, Jaden Levy, who's a regular on the pod, uh, shouted to you, said, was it a good idea turning down 25 million for Dougie, considering yeah. he will go for nothing at the end of the season? It's not as if Gerard has been starting him regularly since Kamara arrived. Yeah, let's throw that one to Kyle. Kyle, what do you, what do you reckon? Uh- well, I think we, I think we'd have sold him if we'd have been out, had time to get a replacement in. Um, yeah, I think I don't think we. I think for you know, I think for their what third bid was twenty five million. I think if we were able to get a replacement in, I think I think we'd have sold him. Um, is it is it smart business? Um, I, I, I think I think we're better off with Douglas Louise for a year um, than the twenty five million just sitting in the bank till January because. Yeah. You know, I think he's going to be an integral part of our midfield. It's taken um, six games for Gerard to hopefully realise that. Um, he's Gerard's had a recent interview where he's actually looking at himself. It's, it's actually quite an introspective, um, yeah, actually introspective um, from Gerard, where he's not actually not blaming other people. And he said. He's looked at himself and he, re- he realised he's going to have to be a bit more pragmatic. And um, I think Louise will be a big part of that. Um, so whilst it's unlikely he's going to sign a new contract, yeah, it's it will feel like £25 million down the drain. If he's uh, a part of the reason that we stay up, which is depressing to think. Oh, come off to, it. That's, well, that's the f- thing we've got to aim, oh. aim at at the minute. What? Yeah. Sam, you don't think... You don't you're... Fit- you think there's no? I think you're right. I think you're right, mate. I just, I just don't want to hear it. You know, it's depressing. I no, you're... I know, and I, I felt a bit sick saying it. Um, I mean, but... is is Tuchel up for a relegation scrap? That's the big question we've got to ask <laughs> yeah. ourselves. I, I He's suppose... definitely up for a scrap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I suppose. Um, what come the come the end of the season or come January when we see where we are and when he signs some pre-contract somewhere, we'll know whether we actually probably should have taken the money. If if he's been uh, a big part in us getting some results, then no, I think it was the right thing to keep him. Did anyone you know see the I mean? click clickbait head, headline today? Um, uh, swap swap deal: Moyes, Keane, and Douglas Louise, Birmingham Mail. I don't know if you saw that. Doesn't I seem like a headline. fair swap. David Moyes and Roy Keane for Douglas <laughs> <No>. Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> European football expert, Yara. I'd take Moyes at the moment, to be honest. And Roy Keane. Um, 
Yeah. Louise, well, get Louise. Roy back in as assistant uh, with, with his uh, trampy, his trampy fisherman look. Yeah. Louise had the most touches of a uh, outfield Villa player against uh, Man City, by the way. Most pass completions uh, and most carries of any uh, Villa outfield outfield player. So, you know, on the basis of his performance against City, I think he showed what he's capable of. Um, I totally agree with Carl that if they'd made that big two weeks before the deadline instead of two hours before the deadline, we'd have snatched their hand off because from a business point of view, it does make it does make sense. But there's too much risk attached when we haven't got that replacement. Just picking up on something else Carl said there around the pragmatism of including Douglas Louise, and I, I kind of agree with that. But ironically, I think he makes us a much better player a much better team going forward because he, you know he's much he's a much better passer of the ball than either McGinn or Ramsey. He's much more likely to be involved in that pre-assist sort of space where he's you know playing it into Coutinho or uh, or Buendia for them to then pick a pass or even himself pushing on a little bit and and playing three balls to our uh, striker or, or strikers. So I, I think what Carl said is right in the sense that that's how Gerard sees it and that including Louise is maybe a more defensive I think, decision. I think, I think but if I don't if I don't agree with it. I think it's just a better decision overall for the overall good of the, the team. Yeah, no, and I agree. And I think I suppose what he's thinking is and he's not gonna I don't think he's gonna put Louise in instead of McGinn or Ramsey. I think he's gonna play Man Ramsey a bit further forward and he's gonna drop you know he's not gonna have Coutinho or Buendia. Um so I think the pragmatism lies in he's not gonna have one of those number tens um, is yeah. going to have Louise instead of that. Yeah, um, yeah. My, my 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 main concern when uh, the transfer deadline day came and Louis the bids were were there for Louise was our midfield has looked a bit of a disaster zone this season and it's looked I think slightly less on the disaster side when Louise has been in it. Um, I can't remember which game it was where Louise was substituted instead of McGinn. Um, and yeah, it's it, it seemed that yeah. West Ham. Yeah, yeah. yeah Louis, it seemed Louise has being badly treated there. And McGinn, obviously, having been given the armband, is the one that Gerard is reluctant to substitute. I mean, Omar, uh, with uh, that, in, that in mind, and also the fact that Den Donker's come in, um, I mean, how do you see Louise being used for the rest of the season? How is Den Donker going to be used? What's that central midfield going to look yeah, like? Yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting one, isn't it? I think, um, I don't know if you saw Gerard's comments, uh, again, hinting to the pragmatism, saying that we need to be a bit more resolute and go maybe going back to what it was like initially when he first came in, where we weren't creating much, but at least we were quite hard to beat. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we we see Dodonka come in and sit alongside Kamara, maybe Kamara being pushed to number eight as well as another option because Kamara has played there quite a bit in that position because he, he, can, he can go forward, move forward and let Dodonka sit. Uh, depends on the formation. I'd be surprised if Gerard used the four-two-three-one formation that we're all been asking for. Um, he seems very stubborn on his four-three-three. Even when he made the subs on the on the on the weekend, he still sort of stuck to four-three-three, didn't he? And although Louise was was obviously a lot more defensive, he was still sort of playing number eight. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. It's a really interesting one. I I I was surprised we went for Dodonka, although I, I wasn't surprised uh, we went for another midfielder. Um, I think Dodonka's just a bit better defensively. So if he is going to go um, 4-2-3-1, then I think Dodonka and Kamara is probably a better pairing than Louise and Kamara. Um, then maybe that allows you to get one of Coutinho Bandia in the side. Uh, and then the issue you've got, and we've all talked about it, is McGinn, isn't it? At the end of the day, um, mm. it's you can't play McGinn as one of the two because, um, again, we, we know that's not his best position. 
<laughs> you can't play both Ramsey and McGinn. Uh, as again, we know they, they're both too similar. Um, so the only option is to play McGinn as a, maybe the number ten if you play four two three one, or as one of the number eights, and then you have to drop or, or to not play McGinn or I not mean, to play. Well, I mean, the, the, that is the obvious answer. But is he going to do that? He has yeah, subbed him yeah. quite a bit, surprisingly. He subbed yeah, him again the last against couple of games, like after a half hour or seventy half minutes. Hour, six, it? So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I don't know. And then uh, I mean, I, I don't know if you guys saw Condogbia was linked as well. Um, so apparently we went for him on deadline day, but didn't have enough time to get the deal over. Maybe that was Louise's replacement. But again, he's quite defensive, defensive minded. I think he's more of a DM and he's 29 years old, about to be 30. So right, right in our sweet spot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, yeah. It's a difficult one. Yara. I, don't, I, I just, I don't know where we're going. I don't think Jared knows where we're going, to be honest. Um, you know, he's, he's learning on the job, isn't he? Um, which is not what we wanted, which is what we all said about hiring a rookie manager. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I've said this before, but if you think about Liverpool's four-three-three, arguably Fabinho is more of a six. But they, they don't really play. You know, they they have Fabinho and Henderson, and they're more defensively minded, but will still push on. And then they have another person. Like at the moment, it's been Elliot, but it's been various other players uh, who has a bit more freedom to attack. But you wouldn't say they're in like a four-two. It's still a four-three-three. It's just they have d- two of their midfield three are expected to be a bit more disciplined. Like, so it does, I don't think we necessarily have to have, like, you, you just need to find that right blend of who the, those three are. And that's, that's what we don't know, but it, you know, there's no reason why you couldn't have that midfield three uh, aside from Gerard's uh, decision to give McGinn the captaincy of Dendonka, Kamara and Louise in, in some games, you know, um, and yeah, Ramsey played in that left midfield position, but actually Ramsey really grew into the game after the substitutions when he moved back into his more typical eight position. And that's where he got his assist from. And, you know, he he was a bigger influence on the game when he was actually playing deeper after the substitutions. Uh, Sam, uh, considering the, the deadline day signings of Dandonka and Bednarok, uh, how do you rate the window overall? Oh, that's a good question, really. Um, I, I, I mean, they're not. The, I don't think they're most inspiring signings we're ever going to make. But I, I actually, when I saw that we were linked with Dendonka, I thought it made a lot of sense because obviously he can fill in as a six, but he can also cover centre half. Um, and I've, to be honest, I've liked him when I've watched him playing for Wolves. And um, you know, I think he scored the odd goal. Like he's a bit of a threat at set pieces. Um, I, I don't think he's a bad player. Bednarek, well, we need cover, but I think the reaction of the Southampton fans practically pleading with us to take him was not so encouraging. Um, I know he's a Polish brother, Yarrow, so I won't be too mm. nasty about him. But uh, yeah. uh, at times, at times, our defence uh, this this season might be half Polish. Uh, yeah, <laughs> amazing, just like yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quite. If we could get the other half to be Irish, we'd be, we'd be laughing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll be up for that. Yeah, so um, I think, uh, you know, I think I don't think it's a, it's a fantastic window. With Louise, my biggest issue, I guess, is, you know, Southampton are flying high. Arteta's got them playing pretty well. Um, and they want to take Louise, whereas Gerard obviously doesn't really rate him, you know, uh, has hardly picked him. And I think, what's that all about? Like, if, if, if Arsenal think he's a good player, why can't he get a game at Villa Park when we're we've started so poorly. Um, I suppose you might argue that Smith didn't really rate him that much. Well, maybe not didn't rate him, but Smith didn't, he wasn't always uh, an instant kind of automatic selection. So I do find it a bit interesting that, um, that Arsenal are keen to sign him. I mean, maybe it's just because at 25 million, he's a bit of a snip for what he offers because uh, of his uh, contract situation. Um, but yeah, um, 
I think I would have liked to have. I would have liked to have uh, brought in probably a better quality number eight. Um, and I think it's a shame we didn't. But maybe that's for uh, the summer. Well, um, w- w- interesting because, and I think that's this is what sort of kind of clouding people's view of the transfer windows. We forget about the early work we've done a little bit. We just think about what we did towards the ends. And if you know, if you if you include, I mean. <laughs> Diego Carlos, it's you know it, we're not going to be able to sort of bring him into the equation because we're barely going to have seen him. Um, but you know, Kamara was an excellent signing. But I think I think it's it's seven out of ten max uh, our window, and I was expecting us to go That's a, generous, bit, I think. a bit bigger than that. Yeah, yeah, it probably is a bit. It probably is a bit generous. But I just think um, I think Kamara was going to improve. Um, so. I, yeah, I do think he's going to prove to be a, a very good signing still. I guess it's a difficult window to assess when one of the ma- major signings has got injured in his second game quite mm. seriously, and then the, thus one of the other signings is just a cover for for, yeah. for Carlos. You know, it's, I guess it's a little it's a little tricky, isn't it? Yeah, and also, I think one other thing that Sam mentioned about Arsenal, and I, I do agree that it's it's strange that Gerard isn't playing him, but I think Arsenal's pursuit of him was also tinged with a bit of desperation because of their midfield situation and it was I think it's more that actually what we could get him for like sort of 20 20 25 million um rather than him being like sort of the best midfielder in in the league but Gerard should be playing him more I, I also do think though we know we've we've talked a lot about Luiz's limitations in the past especially when he was playing as a <clears throat> as a six but I've said before, if you put him in a better team, like if you put him in that Liverpool, for me, what he is, is like a, he's like a pound shot, Thiago Alcantara. So if you put him in that Liverpool midfield with Henderson and Fabinho sitting behind him to give him that comfort, and his job is just to be in there spraying passes around, you know, he wouldn't, he, I'm, you know, I said pound shot for a reason. He's not anywhere near on that level of quality, but he's that sort of player for me. Mm. Um, and we're not... Um, we're we're not well enough stocked in our other midfield positions. Our midfield is not settled enough to get the best out of him playing that. But I think we started to see with Kamara in there a little bit more of that in the games that he has played uh, this season with Kamara in behind him. I think you know I think not much uh, competition, but I think Louise has been one of our better players this season when he's played. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, uh, window talk. Oh, Omar, you mentioned that uh, we're sort of covering ground uh, of questions that we were asked on Twitter. Do you want to just... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, and... I mean, thank you for the questions. There's, there's quite a few, but I'll just I'll cover a few of them here. Uh, Gaz Oaks. Uh, biggest question, can this formation with JJ higher in the pitch save Gerard's job if Dodonka comes in? Who should it be for? We've sort of covered that, and uh, basically, we're not sure is the answer. Um, I do I th- want Ramsey to play on the left more. I, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd like him to play as I, that further. I think left. he will. I think he will for now, just to just to cement his job. I think that that's basically it, isn't it? To make us hard to beat. Um, I think he's being pragmatic as as most managers, very Bruce esque, isn't it? Um, 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 we had another question from Matt. Uh, Matt City game reminded me of the first six. Stephen Jarrah games, do we retain that focus, narrow four through three, much less expansive score on transition, at least for now? I think yes. But looking back, we won games very with very low XG. So SG right to try and be more expansive. The problem was we did it. Uh, da, 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 my point really being we might may, might play as well as those early games, but have time matches go the other way with the scoring not scoring enough. So basically saying there's a risk there if we don't if we do play that kind of football. Um 
then we risk oh, losing uh, losing. We're not games. scoring as it is. We're, yeah. exactly. we're, yeah. we're generating next to no XG, even with what Stephen Gerald believes yeah. is a more expansive way of playing, which, all, as far as I can tell, is just spreading the same players out slightly more so that they can't defend or find each other with a pass. But yeah. um, what, do, what do I know? Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's the thing with that point and that question is that it's all right to say we're trying to be more expansive, but if you're not creating more anyway, then obviously you need to defend more. Um, and, and also I did, uh, in that interview, he still did man- manage to have a bit of a dig at the players where he said the reason we couldn't be more expansive is because the players didn't have the technical skill. Oh, did you so, say that? Yeah. I missed that. I missed that. <laughs> really? he, he pretty that? much dropped that. He said that about the Arsenal game, I remember saying. That no, he said, it again. he said it again. Maybe oh, we're not God. quite technical enough to play a more expansive game or whatever, which when you've got Coutinho, Buendia, Bailey... Uh, you know, Ings doesn't lack technique. Kamara, Louise doesn't Dean. seem to me like we. Yeah, it doesn't seem to me like we haven't got players with the technique to to play more expansive football. It seems like we haven't got a well, coach let, to, okay. coach well, let's, to do it. But anyway. let's let's move on to the the Man City game. Uh, the only thing I wanted to say was on the window was you know Perslow's comments. He said before, if you're if you're scrapping around on deadline day to sign players, then you know. You're not an organised club. You're not doing well in that window. Uh, that's what that's his own words. Um, so I don't know what that means for us. I mean, the bed and rack deal. I completely, you know, I completely get it. You know, as we said, we didn't know Diego Carlos was going to be injured, uh, and we had to try and get a defender in at the last minute. And there was a few knocking about, and it was one of those where it seemed like he was going West Ham, and then he came to us, and you know, there was probably loads of stuff happening at that point in time. So yeah, whatever. But the the, the Donker deal. Apparently, we bid for him a week before. Um, but even then, I can't imagine that Donka was our first choice target uh, for midfield. Because, you know, Gerard, early on, in the uh, even before preseason started, said, we need some more help in midfield. So I, I can't imagine he was the first first name on the on the list of uh, names that we had for, for that position. So, again, yeah, I think 7 out of 10 is probably the high end. I probably think more 6 out of 10. But let, let's move on to the Man City game as, as AJ started talking about it. It's time for Hero and Villain of the Week. Carl, over to you, mate. Um, okay, well, so I'll start with Hero um, of the Week. Um, and actually, it starts with me being absolutely terrified at seeing a substitute coming on and thinking, oh, fuck's sake, we've got a 38-year-old man against Foden for the majority of the game. And um, and I was terrified. And actually, Ashley Young was brilliant. Um, he didn't put a foot wrong. Um, it was um, it was really good, and I don't mean this to slag off Cash too much, but I am. Um, it was nice to have a footballer in in that position, someone who can keep hold of the ball, who can uh, you know um, make a, um, a very good pass. Like if uh, Ollie Watkins' chance in the first half all started with a great ball from Ashley Young, and it just makes a change from having someone there in Cash who. Whilst his, you know, his energy and his commitment, and you know his pace up and down the wing is um, is, is great to have. His footballing ability is still lacking, and I, so I thought Ashley Young. He barely gave Foden a kick. Uh, I thought he was ab- absolutely brilliant, and to think he was he's 38. I mean, I can barely walk down the stairs without groaning. <laughs> how is he? How is he? How is he managing it? Although, so he's the hero that he... Just just to clarify, mate, though, you're not 38. No, no. Well, I'm 
Yeah, so I've I've got the extra few years on him. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, so yeah, he'll, yeah, he'll be the just wanna... he'll be the same in three years. Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah. just you know, just wanted to you know. You were you 38. I reckon you could have gassed Kevin De Bruyne out my sort of mate. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. No, I probably could shoulder barge him. Um, not with my rib at the minute. But anyway, enough about my rib. We don't need to go into that. Um, but what I will say is, are you sharpening even, a pencil, Sam? Even though, no, um, what is that noise? <laughs> stop sharpening your pencil, Sam. I'm talking He's about ready. Hero He's sharpening of the his week, pencil. Yeah? He's going to I've write still something. got villain of the week to do. I haven't named them yet. If you carry on sharpening your fucking pencil, <laughs> um, but yeah. So, so whilst it was brilliant, I am still very scared. And we were talking about um, letting um, Kessler out on loan and how it could come back and bite us in the arse. I don't know how long Cash is going to be out for, but we, the Villa um, Twitter account put out a, oh, back soon sort of thing, which usually means that's that's them off to the fucking, uh, off to have some surgery and be out for nine months. But he's going to be up against um, um, Barnes on, uh, on the weekend, which again, worries me, worries me, but hopefully he proves me wrong again. But because, yeah, he was hero of the week. Um, yeah. Any 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 other nominees from anyone? Well, I was I was um, I was there on Saturday, and I have to say I, I thought exactly that um, we're bringing on this guy, and uh, he's just going to get absolutely ruined. Um, but there was that bit, as you say, where he shrugged off. Uh, he, he, you know, he shrugged off the attacker to, and turned defence into attack with one fantastic ball. And you just think, you know, being able to come up with those cameos in the uh, in the twilight of your career must really be give you a, such a boost. He must have been delighted at the end of that game because how many more games has he got in his career? How many full nineties has he got? He's, we're in the dying embers now. He probably won't get a contract next year. So to turn out against a, a team and players of that quality and put in a shift like that, I mean, I bet he was absolutely buzzing after the game. Um, so yeah, I, I, I thought he was fantastic. I have to say, I also thought Mings was unreal. Yeah, um, you know, uh, absolutely unreal. Was a, was a man mountain. Was so competitive. Put his foot and his body on the line. Uh, every, you know, all, throughout the ninety minutes. And um, you know, I think there was a lot of chat, wasn't there, uh, after the Arsenal game about how Holland's going to get another hat trick. Maybe he might get four this time. I think Tyrone probably read all that, and that was kind of all the motivation that he needed. Um, and he went out there, and he, you know, I know Holland scored, but. He didn't get the sort of, the number of chances that he's probably uh, been having in recent games, and I think uh, physically Tyrone really stood up to the battle, and it was great to see because obviously he's had uh, you know a tough few months. Um, so I was yeah I was I thought he was another uh, perhaps worthy candidate, but Definitely. I would agree with you on uh, yeah. on Ashley Young. Also, also your best mate Ollie Watkins had a very good game as well. Um, it was excellent. Wow, yeah. he was excellent, Sam. Come on, he was, he was good. I mean, by himself. Is he ever going to put? Is he ever going to put away that chance that he's he flashed across the, across that was, the that's uh, a, goal? That's a, that he is couldn't a, have done a, much more than that. When's he ever going to score one like that, though? He scored he like that. Score he, scored against, like he scored like against. Like, he scored against Brighton like that last season. Yeah, all right. He was all right. He was pretty. No, but I get. I know. I get your point. I get your point. But still, like you know, he had nothing to feed off. He made that. He made that chance. I mean, Ashley Young. Mate, I mean, Ashley Young to Louise. Yeah, sure. But it wasn't like it was a easy chance. Did he take it a bit wider than he needed to? I'm not too sure. Um, I think. I think. I think his performance. The, I think we. It's the kind of performance where you forget about the fact that he's not the best 
finisher in 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 the league. It's he showed everything else he brings to it that if you play Danny Ings, you're not getting it. Um, but but yeah, he wasn't he wasn't really nomin- uh He wasn't close to being hero of the week. Um, yeah, and he set, so set up Jacob Ramsey with a chance as well, didn't he? Which uh, it was a poor Ramsey quarter. Oh yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah, much uh, better. Yeah, absolutely. I've got I've got a nomination for villain of the week when we come to it. Uh, the only thing other thing I wanted to mention was uh, Leon Bailey. Um, I mean, I thought he worked hard without. I know he had the uh, AJ probably knows uh, the stat, exact stat, but I think he had the fewest touches um, of, of any of our players. But I thought he worked really hard, and then when it counted, end product when it mattered, you know yeah. what seventeen. What, 17 touches, mate. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean and then, Cash, Cash and Coutinho and people like that who didn't play the whole game had fewer, but um, yeah. 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 Uh, but the, the finish, I mean, what do you guys think of the finish? You know, first touch. Fantastic. Not very often we see a Villa player score a goal like that, is it really? No, yeah, great good. finish. Great finish. I thought he did well. I also thought, um, considering all the noise his uh, stepdad makes, uh, I thought he acquitted himself pretty well in the uh, post-match interviews not, as well. Apart from not, saying bollocks, which you're not supposed to do, of course. He's yeah. not his uh, stepdad. Everyone keeps calling him his stepdad. Dad. He adopted him. Oh, sorry. Adopted dad. Yeah. My apologies. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, it is. Yeah. I think I've said stepdad adopted as well. Yeah, 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 everyone, everyone does. Sorry. His dad uh, is... That's uh, Carl Knight, our and, uh, parental expert. His yeah. <laughs> dad feel, and agent, to be fair. I don't oh, feel God. bad about disrespecting his dad, to be honest, because he's a bit of a balance. So, uh, but I thought Leon himself was excellent in the post-match interviews. He said all the right stuff um, and uh, gave a lot of uh, praise for Stephen Gerrard as well, which given his uh, dad had specifically called Stephen Gerrard out yeah. <laughs> on Instagram. Um I thought was a sensible thing to do, but I didn't think it was disingenuous at all. I, it felt like he was genuinely, you know, um, uh, saying what he felt about Gerard's role in the in the win. Um, the, the other thing I just wanted to mention, uh, agreeing with Sawad on, on Mings, was also what I loved about Mings' performance was that he just seemed to be having the absolute time of his life. Like, he just seemed to be enjoying it so much and he was... You know, having a bit of laugh, a bit of a laugh and a bit of banter with Holland here and there as well when they were wrestling with each other and stuff. And uh, it's just, oh gosh, it's really good to see, uh, you know, that he was. Obviously, there's the thing with Mings um, where, you know, he switches off sometimes, ironically, given most of the game, uh, you could hear him just shouting switch on at everyone else. But he, he's, <laughs> especially in lockdown when there's no crowds in, but um, he switches off. But I think it tends to happen more in uh, games where we're where he's less under intense yeah. pressure. In those big games, I feel like he steps up and his focus is really there. It's actually, you know, when he's trying to make an easy pass or something that he switches off a little bit. Uh, and I think, you know, this really showed the best side of, of Mings. And I just loved seeing how much he was enjoying that challenge of playing against probably the best striker in the world. Hmm. Sorry, Yarek, you might argue for Lewandowski there, but uh, no. Um, Background. Yeah. Okay. I'll just. I'll. Do you want to? Do you want to give you a nominee for villain of the week before I tell you why? Yeah, it was. uh, It was Mark Goldbridge. Um, oh, he was he, actually he was a, he was a runner in mine as well. What a fucking yeah. twat! Uh, I mean, I know Harlan scored, but it was like the easiest tappings of all tappings. Who's uh, Mark Goldbridge? What? He's a, that well, Man that's United, a very United good girl. question. Who is he? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Who is he? No, he's a, he's a, he's a Man United fan who's built a career of 
I think he's a Nottingham Forest fan, really. That's the rumour. But he's built a career out of being uh, vocal about Man United and having his own is fan channel. He's a YouTuber, he's on Twitch, yeah. he's on uh, all those sorts of things. Is he the new yeah. AFTV? Or he's something. probably one no. of these arsholes who's got a podcast he's... as well. <laughs> oh, God. Bastards, those bastards. Bricks. Losers. I've never heard of him, <laughs> but, no, he say. said He said about um, how uh, Ming's had an absolute shocker against Haaland, basically. And, uh, he made uh, him look oh, like yeah. a schoolboy. Uh, no, yes. pub, pub, pub player, he said. Pub player. Curtis Davis's favourite phrase. You remember Curtis Davis? Shades of Curtis Davis. Yeah. That's right. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just thought that, yeah, he obviously didn't see the game. And, uh, you know, I know Harlan had a couple of good chances, but he's always going to get a chance as a Man City team. Let's yeah, be honest. Yeah. Um, oh, so. Can I just also, uh, before we move on, just mention Martinez as well, because yeah. he made some really big saves and I've been critical on the pod, Martinez. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, I thought he had a, a and you really thought he, you also said he thought he was really injured. I, I think he was, because he, 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 oh, yeah, he actually no, now, smacked, kicked the shit out of that ball straight after yeah, being injured. Yeah, but <laughs> at the time, like despite the fact he does it every single, every single game to, to waste time, it seemed like a different one because he normally goes for the hamstring or whatever. And because he'd gone for the hip and the physio seemed a bit more involved than normal and that, he actually he actually, um, yeah, drew me in. I thought, I it... thought he was genuinely injured this time and I was actually worried about oh, his, his awesome coming on, all of that. But, is, anyone yeah, convinced, that. is anyone convinced that he really has sleepless nights when he lets in a goal? Or do you reckon he sleeps on his massively comfortable bed that he's probably spent <laughs> yeah. 14 grand on? Uh, yeah. He's all right. Yeah, yeah, I reckon, right. it's okay. yeah, yeah. I reckon he's fine. What, what the hell big is Claude's horses? <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's the real quiz. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, okay, quickly. Uh, Villain away, it's, um, well, it's not it's not VAR, as people keep just lumping the, that decision in as VAR. It wasn't a VAR decision. It should have been a VAR decision because they should have allowed it to play on and let the shot happen, and then they could have had a look at it. It, it it probably it probably wouldn't have gone in. Sorry, I'm talking about obviously. Um, yeah. Um, Coutinho. Was it Coutinho? It was Coutinho. Yeah. Yes, mate. Yeah. It was Coutinho. Coutinho yeah. Um, yeah. So 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 yeah. It, it probably wouldn't have gone in. But the the fact that we have to watch sort of periods of play that go on for 25, 30 seconds for an obvious offside until they then flag, and then you're like, why why are you letting that play on? And it's because. It's it's so that if anything happens, we know for a fact we can check VAR and then we can check it. And this one was, I was going to say marginally, it was a marginal decision. I mean, it was, but it's so marginal that it it was wrong. Like, I don't understand what he possibly thought that, oh, I, I best put my flag up here. Why are you fucking putting your flag up? Just, just leave it down. And also, also, it's not just him putting the flag up, the ref could have just not blown his fucking whistle as well. But then he decided yeah. to, to blow his yeah, whistle. Yeah, because the City players had stopped. It was the Lino's fault completely. Um, you know, it was, as you say, it's outrageous. They've been instructed not to do it. Um, why is he doing it? Is it because City aren't allowed to lose? What? Yeah, you know? um, yeah, it, it, it's just ridiculous. So, yeah, the, the, I suppose it's not those two individuals, really. It's just the whole nonsense that I don't even know what fucking rules are anymore. I don't know. And that, that was the, probably the best bad VAR decision that weekend, wasn't it? Because there were some absolute shockers. Yeah, yeah well, you've just, you've just done something that's annoyed me. It wasn't a VAR d- uh, decision. <laughs> I literally <laughs> just said that, Omar. I know, I'm sorry. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Human error. Human error. Um, <laughs> Which all of VAR is, by the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, but we I can't. Love I, human I, error. Bring I, it back. I can't, I can't <laughs> use the, uh, the the meme though. The fuck VAR meme. There's no there. way in before VAR that people. I remember people moaning about the decisions in the pub after. There was no way. There's no way that was offside. And people had a fucking. And then they saw it and went, "Yeah, look, it, it was it was slightly onside." It's much worse now, isn't it? Like, we're literally always just going, well, that's fucking bullshit. Even though it's factually correct when some <laughs> goals are chalked up, you're like, but why? Don't don't chalk it up. It's fucking football. The, the McAllister one, though, was that was the one. Oh, yeah, McAllister absolutely one. ridiculous. What a goal. Like, you know. Oh, just... Also, Mendy, oh, Mendy's, well, out, yeah, so... Mendy's out injured with a shoulder injury for that <laughs> tackle where he barely fucking touched him. Um so anything, I thought Mendy fouled him. Yeah. Like he should have gone down. Should have gone he down over the top of him. And then, he should have. You know. But I'm just saying, like there was, it was. It's much worse now. It's much worse. Like VAR has made football worse without question. Here it has. They don't seem to be having these issues in no. other parts, in other leagues. It's just the, the the fundamental problem is the quality of our officials. It doesn't matter whether you sit them behind a screen in uh, wherever they are now. Are they still in Stockley Park or have they moved them now? Wherever they are, sitting behind a screen, it doesn't Andy, matter. Andy Townsend's tactics truck, I think. They're in. Yeah. 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 If, if, it's the, if it's the same shit refs, then they, you're going to keep getting shit decisions. It doesn't matter where they are. Yeah, the only that's... thing I can think with our one is that the line I thought Ramsey had touched it in the second phase. And if he had, then I think Coutinho would have been off. But nonetheless, wait and see. Don't put your flag up. So, and again, as you said, Carl, even if the flag goes up, the ref doesn't have to blow straight away. He could have waited. But I suppose he probably thinks the linesman's only going to put his flag up if it's definitely offside, yeah. because otherwise he's going to wait. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. And even, the, shit, even, the, even the Conza one, like, the first time. Yeah, the Conza one as well. That was that, how, is that, how is that a foul? He didn't touch him. He didn't touch him. He just headed it in front of his hands. Oh, I don't understand how yeah. that... I don't know. Anyway. What, what do you think of the idea of it, like in rugby, where the whole stadium and, and everybody watching on TV can hear the conversations between yeah. the uh, VAR yeah. officials. Yeah, yeah. They won't do it. They'll never do it. Don't you think it'll be, never, think it'll be a VAR why. review and then the crowd will hear him saying, oh, I think there could be a, a foul there. And everyone's going to go, oh, everyone's going to go absolutely <laughs> mental. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, worried about. about? <laughs> like, if they can do it in rugby, if they could do it in rugby, I know the slight difference in rugby is there's the, the way it often works is like there's a phase of play and the ref will go, well, don't do that. And then they do it anyway. Then it's a bit different because you don't really have that opportunity with football. It's and also, most like... most people don't know the rules of rugby anyway. Even rugby exactly. fans don't really know the rules. <laughs> yeah, the even with... no one has a clue about scrum. Yeah, even with ninety-seven replays, you can't see yeah. what's happening and in the, the scrum. And anyway, the rugby so... rugby fans are too busy opening their waitros sandwiches and things like that. Yeah, they? So, and drinking know. their own piss. Yeah, but I do think we should. I do think we should mic the refs up. Why not? They do it in cricket as well. Mic the refs up, and then yeah. the other thing, which I say this every opportunity that they do in rugby, that we should have as well, is. When the clock stops, just stop the clock. Like, don't have random amounts of added yeah. time. Just stop it, the, and the then we'll finish the, the, at 90 minutes. The, only thing, the only thing with that is, so I, I completely agree with that, and we've talked about this before, so that apparently the average time the, the ball's on the field is about 62 minutes. Yeah, uh, I'm not talking about when the ball's... Oh, I'm just not talking com- about when the ball's on the field, though. I'm talking about, at the moment, the ref has to keep track of stoppages because oh, he's stopping the clock. Right? For, for like VAR, rugby, specifically for VAR, yeah. yeah. VAR, foul, whatever. Like, no, but that's what I'm the, saying. That's what I'm saying. The, the, the average time the ball's actually on the field is 62 yeah, minutes. I'm not saying then, stop it every time it goes out for a throw-in, but if you're making a substitution, if there's a goal, like when there's a clear break in play, just stop the clock. Fine, why not? Yeah. Anyway, um, any more comments on the Man City game before we move on? 
just I, I thought the atmosphere was brilliant. Um, thought I, I think I think we probably should also say a word for Stephen Gerrard, soon as we have been uh, very critical of him on the pod, <clears throat> and I think he got it right. I think he got the selection pretty much right. I think he was. No, I think it helped him that. You know, you're playing Man City, and your one objective really is to be defensive and try and try and hit them on the break if you can. I think it helped him to sort of focus his attention on what we needed to do because what he's really struggled is to get that balance between defence and a an attack. Um, but I, yeah, I thought he got it right. I thought the substitutions were better than they have been in most games uh, as well. So I think. Um, some small encouragement uh, from those decisions, I guess, although I'm still not confident he's going to turn it around in the long term at, at all. Um, but I, I think, you know, praise praise where it's due. I think, yeah. he, uh, I think he got it right against City. Yeah, no, bang on. And um... I just think it shows how low the bar is where we're praising him for not going gung-ho against City. Like, it's bonkers. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that, yeah. this is the problem now, isn't it, Sam? It's, um, it's very short-termism, isn't it, at the moment? Um, which is going back to some of the comments that we've had around Gerald saving his job. And and uh, we're going to move on to the Leicester City game now. But, you know, it may work against certain teams, but, you know, what happens long-term? What is the plan long-term? How are we going to play? Um, it's all well and good doing it for a few games to save your job. But is that is it realistic to carry that on over the season, considering the players that we've got? You know, are you going to keep Wendy and Coutinho on the bench for the rest of the season whilst you try and get as many 1-0 wins as you can? Um, so let, well, with that, let's move on then. It's time for... Vital statistics, ladies yeah! and gentlemen! Yeah! Vital statistics, So before before we go into Vital statistics and go to the Leicester City game, AJ, do you want to tell the, the listeners about our new uh, new segment of the show? Or do you want me to? Well, you've invented it, mate. Uh, but... Uh... <laughs> Invented well, it. It's very scientific. What's it called? What, what are you going to do? It? You named it the 100%. Oh, oh, hang on. Oh, come go on. I've got yeah, it. Yeah, go on. So it's going to be called the 100% Scientific Aston Villa Power Ranking Score System. <laughs> what a name. Yeah, so Trademark. Trademarked. Yeah. Trademarked to the Villa Talks podcast. No one else can use this system. We've, we've devised it. And uh, we're basically going to have a set of scores for all of the players in the squad. Uh, and every every week, based on uh, a range of criteria, which uh, we will know, but we're not going to reveal, um, top secret criteria. Each week, players will go up and down in the in the ranking, and uh, we'll publish the scores. And uh, you'll be welcome to ask any questions about the methodology, but we're not going to reveal. We're not oh, going to reveal what's in it. Very, but just it's, be, it's, it's just very know, scientific. Yeah, it's very scientific, and to be honest, you probably won't understand it the way we've calculated it. Nah, so that's why nah. uh, it's best if we just keep nah. it under. under I mean, wraps. just 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 out of interest, actually, Young is a top of the rankings this week with a score of two point four, which is which is unheard of, isn't it, AJ? That kind of score. Ooh, a two point four. Yeah, it's a great really score. It's a great score. It's very high. Very strong performance from Ashley. Uh, <laughs> so that's the first score you said. I said they're all unheard of at this stage. <laughs> That's the joke, Chief. Yara. That's the joke, Yara. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, as you as you can as you can tell, it's another piece of nonsense from us, but it's fun. 
So, uh, uh, what, what, yeah, what's well, let's, let's see about uh, that. Uh, uh, it's not uh, nonsense. It's very <laughs> serious, mate. It's, it's very, serious. very serious. And so, yeah, the, idea, the idea is that... until we decide whether it's good or not. There's going to be <laughs> a love your feedback. and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could I, did you, could did I you give mention... an idea of some of the categories that we might we might look at? Well, some of the... well, can I just mention something that one of our players did this week, which might be something that we take into consideration for it? Yeah, so, um, I, while I was hunting around for Villa News, I found that uh, Diego Carlos had posted on his Instagram this week. Did you want to know what Diego Carlos said on his Instagram? No. He said, the weather may be foggy today, but life will soon send you a bright sunshine to warm you up. There is no rain that lasts forever and no sun that radiates beauty every day. The beauty of life is exactly to teach you how to deal with the hard times so you can appreciate the good ones. So uh, exactly. his English has improved. Yeah, wow. that's the exact, exactly the sort of thing that we're yeah, looking at. Also, that's going to yeah, be really good. Have you said just a pair of tits? I don't know whether that's going to increase his score or decrease it, though. Well, but it's, well, it's definitely one of the things that will be in the mix. It's one of the things we'll yeah, take yeah, into yeah, account. Yeah. Social media philosophy should be one of the, uh, yeah, the ranking <laughs> yeah. criteria. Yeah. Yeah. Just social yeah. performance in general, I think. Social media performance in general. Obviously, Dougie is going to get good scores, for, good scores for that with his TikTok dances and stuff like that. Yeah, so I'm in favour of those, personally. Right. Shall we uh, move on to the next <laughs> <see> game then? <laughs> yeah. AJ, well, the big, game, the big game this weekend, uh, mate, is actually happening in the uh, Regional Liga Nordos in, uh, in Berlin. Uh, between FC Victoria 1889 and Tennis Perusia Berlin. Yes. So that's where me and Carl are going to be on a, being football hipsters on a, in a fourth tier Berlin I've derby. I've never so, heard of those teams ever in my life before. Well, they've both yeah. been around hipster, since the late, hipster, uh, late 19th century, mate. So I don't know. You obviously haven't been paying attention. <laughs> European football Berlin expert Yara, have you heard of them? What's that? European football expert Yara, have you heard of them? Uh, what was the Berlin Berlin team called? Uh, they're both they're Berlin, they're both Berlin teams. teams. Oh, sorry, mate. sorry, Derby. sorry. Uh, uh, FC FC Victoria eighteen eighty nine. Yeah, and uh, Tennis Borussia Berlin. I think Tennis Borussia played the old Corinthians in the Victorian age. So, oh, uh, so that's that's yeah, that's one. There you go. They're even more hipster than Union Berlin. Yeah, but yeah, no, but they're playing. Uh, they were my uh, Union Berlin, so uh, oh. they are my uh, German team, but. AJ, you, you says, oh, it's it's a it's a derby. They're all a fucking derby in that league. It's a regional league, isn't it? So it is, but it's they're not all they're not all in the city of Berlin. So no, I still think it counts as a. But yeah, it is a regional. It is a regional Bracknell, league, but they're still Winnish. a bit spread out. That's it. Yeah, yeah pop, exactly. you pop, you pop, stand pricks. <laughs> well, neither of them, neither of them have won this season either. So it's quite similar to us in the sense one of them sixteenth out of eighteen and tennis. Tennis are bottom and they've conceded. Can we talk about the fucking Leicester City so game, please? <laughs> well, these are the statistics that well, people need. First, first can, can we get your predictions on that match and then we'll move on to the Leicester City? <laughs> no, I don't give a shit. I think Victor, Victoria is going to win 2 0. Yeah, uh, 2 1. 27 0. Muller tennis. and uh, <laughs> Tennis are going to win 15, <laughs> love. Yeah, they're German. They're German going to win. All right, go on. Leicester City, come on. <laughs> right. Omar's getting genuinely annoyed now. So I'm not. I'm not. At all. <laughs> Omar, there was no rain that lasts forever. You're getting right down the power ranking system. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, Leicester City also yet to win this season. Uh, even when they played Stockport, they only managed a nil-nil, or they, they did win that one on penalties. But in the 90 minutes, they even failed to beat Stockport in the League Cup. 
they conceded 16 goals in the league, so more games than tennis, uh, Borussia, but uh, the same same leaky the same leaky defence, uh, pretty much. Do you reckon we've got a winning record against? Um, no, against Leicester City. Definitely not. Yes. No, we haven't. Oh, what? No. Seriously. One thirty-six, lost forty-four, and twenty-six draws uh, in the Premier, Premier League, League. Even worse. No, actually, we're quite evenly matched in the ah. Premier League, uh, although we are uh, worse. So, ten losses, eight wins, eleven draws. Um, in the last Stop. five games, it's one win, one draw, two wins, and two losses. And in the last ten, it's three draws, three wins, and four losses. So it's about as evenly balanced uh, as it could be. Although we have only won one of the last five games away from home. Ross Barkley. So um, yeah, exactly, Ross Barkley. So it's not the not the best record. All of the top three scorers in the Premier League uh, are Leicester players. Who do you think they are? <sighs> Um, Muzzy, is it? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Four. Vard- He's Vardy. in second. Vardy. Yeah. Vardy is top with five. Heskey? No. Steve Walsh. Someone recent. Oh. Mentioned him on the pod already. Harvey Barnes. Ooh. Harvey Barnes with four oh. goals. Barnes. Oh, that's incredible. He's only played against us once, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. all they needed. So oh, I'm still scoring against Christ. us. And who, who's, who's marking him? 38 year old. Yeah, yeah. So top of the the power rankings. Yeah, Yeah, good point. True, yes. Um, it might be coming crashing down next week. Uh, obviously they've had a really poor start to the season and they've chopped and changed a lot as well. They started off the season playing three at the back. They've moved to four at the back. Obviously, Fafana has gone. Uh, in their last game against Brighton, they played a sort of sort of four four two, which is virtually unheard of these these days. Um, obviously they they shipped five goals in that in that game. Although they were a little bit unlucky uh, because Brighton's xG was only two point four and theirs was one point seven. So to lose that five two is a little bit unlucky. And actually, there's a bit of a tale of that uh, in general for them um, this season uh, because actually their expected goal difference um, is better than than ours, uh, despite the fact, um, as I say, they've conceded 16 goals um, so far this season. And I think part of that is their goalkeeping has not been great. I think the loss of Schmeichel, even though by all accounts, he didn't have a great season last season. You may remember from our analysis of Martinez over the last uh, couple of years, the post-shot expected goals, plus or minus, which is about how many goals you would expect to concede for the quality of shots you face versus how many you've actually conceded. And they are minus 5.4 on that. So mm. they've conceded more than five goals, uh, more than you would expect, given the quality of shots that they've faced. So you have a good job defending Villa, then. <laughs> if if you're going to do anything... Watkins got a good fucking chance, hasn't he? <laughs> if you're going to do anything, shoot! Shoot! Uh, so, yeah, um, they have been a bit unfortunate. Maybe they're going to turn it around against us. That's what normally happens, isn't it? Generally, they're a passing side, but the good news for us is they don't press very much. Um, So they're sort of in the bottom third of teams in terms of passes per defensive action, which is um, uh, sorry, uh, yeah, which is how how long they let you have the ball before they um, before they intervene with a pressure or a tackle or whatever. So I think that's good for us because we tend to really struggle against teams uh, teams that press. Um, So. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to set up because they've set up completely differently in almost every game. Um, but I think we do know they're going to try and move the ball around and do it much more quickly than we do it. 
but that when they haven't got possession, we should hopefully have a bit of opportunity to play out a little bit because they don't tend to to press so much. Yeah, dubbed uh, dubbed El Sakiko. Um... By, by the fans. Um, I mean, Yara, this uh, Man City game obviously stopped the rot, but th- these are the games now that really matter for Gerard, aren't they? And, and for Villa and for the season, uh, Leicester City and the time coming up. Such an important game. Um, we talked about Gerard's pragmatism. Do you think Do you think he sticks with the same team? Do you think he sticks with the same kind of principles and uh, foundations that he... Uh, he God, that's a, that's a storm and a half, that is, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Who's got Who's got the thunder? Sam. Sam yeah. it's, it's going absolutely berserk in North Kent, lads. Yeah. We had it earlier here. So I yeah. It's the same yeah. one travelling over. Yeah. My window rattled a little bit. But, uh... Oh, no. It was really, I had my window open and it was, it it was, was loud. Bad. It was bad last yeah. night as well. Uh, Carmen, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Yara, what, what do you think? How do you think he approaches this game? Um, I don't know how Gerard will approach this game. Um, Thanks, uh, Sam. I... <laughs> Cheers, great. <laughs> great insight. Yeah. Great to have you on, mate. <laughs> yeah, you're a pretty yeah. No, no, I, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't know. He, um, he, he's not always been the the well. He's, he's predictable on a few fronts, um, but I think it's an interesting one after the the obviously the the boost of the city result um and yeah I, I, I yeah i genuinely don't know whether he he decides to sort of roll the dice a bit more on account of leicester's weaknesses uh which i saw some of their game against brighton i thought they looked a bit all over the shop um at times um there is clearly trouble in the leicester in the leicester camp i kind of expect rogers to be sacked at some point soon um not necessarily just because of results, but because as we've seen with Parker, as we've seen with Tuchel, once you start sort of having digs at the owners, um, I don't think it tends to go well for you. And Rogers has—I feel like Rogers has done that a couple of times in his in his interviews recently. Um, um, I, yeah, I mean, I think I mean, it's it's a it's the fixture that after that City um, performance, um, you would you would you would want a fixture against a team out of form like Leicester. Um, whether we can capitalise, I, I I have my I have my doubts because I think it's a it's a very different calculation approaching a game like City, which is a one-off. We know we are the weaker team. Mm. Uh, we have to defend for ninety minutes and catch them on the break. Um, completely different assignment when it's. Um, <sighs> Uh, an away game, but an away game against the team rooted to the bottom of the league. Um, an expectation that we would be able to get the three points, um, but um, yeah, I have I have my doubts. I think I think a, a draw is probably not unlikely. Go on, what's, what's the score going to be? Uh, let's go for a two-all where we go into a handsome two-nil lead after half an hour, and then throw it away in some mad five-minute period. Uh, Sam, over to you, our weather expert um, <laughs> yeah, really, in the eyes of really, I, 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 really I mean, what's your, what's your confidence levels going into this game and what do you think the score is going to be? Yeah, um, my confidence levels are pretty low. I think that he'll bring back Coutinho. Um, I think that we will For who? puff and puff. Yeah, good question. I, I think that he'll go to something like, uh, I think that we'll play a four and then I think we'll do the thing with... Um, uh, well, Kamara will play. Um, I think that McGinn will play. Uh, I think that uh, Ramsey will play. And then I think we'll play Coutinho, Bailey and Watkins. Take it away. Um, Coming off. Yeah, yeah I, I, I just don't think... I think that Coutinho comes back in. I just... I, I honestly think that in training this week, it will be like, come on, Phil. 
We had to drop you against City because City, but it's Leicester now. You got to go and go and smash them. Um, I, I and so I just, I just wonder, and I, I think look, they're 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 desperate for a result. Um, they're due a result. They're due a performance. And I think that going into this game thinking that you know we'll just carry on where we left off against City is dangerous. And I think um, ultimately, I just don't think Gerrard's up to it. And I think that uh, he'll he'll try and go more offensive. It will backfire, and I, and I think he'll be under massive pressure. And Southampton will be his last game in charge of the club. Carl, score prediction. You just want a score score prediction from me. Yeah, I, I know it's gonna. I know otherwise. I know it's gonna be depressing. So you might as well just go straight to yeah. the score prediction. Um, I think I think we'll lose one now. AJ. Uh, I don't. Th- I think he'll go same team. Obviously, with Young in for cash. Uh, I think, given what he said after the game against City, I don't think. I think he'll be more pragmatic. I certainly hope so. But I think it'll be a nil-nil. No, no. Right. No one's come for the win. I... Uh, bring it, bring in that positivity, eh, that you yeah. mentioned at the start of the show. <laughs> yeah. I think I well, think I, I, want to Leicester. I think, I think we can win. I genuinely think we can win. Um and I thought Coutinho was someone someone thinks. Yeah, I think we can I thought Coutinho was good when he came on as well. He showed a bit of fight as well, which is good to see. Um whether he starts or not, I don't I don't know. But maybe we keep it tight for 60, 70 minutes and then and then bring in the big guns um and try to win the game, hopefully. Um but yeah, I think I think we can win one be one nil, uh two one, something like that. Uh, that's what I'm going to go for anyway. Um, I think we can. I think we can win. I just don't think we will. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. We've got the players. We've got the, got I the players. Carl, Carl I thought we were going to get our first twenty-seven nil, but no, no. I mean, save that if, for if we, pod number. If we get, yeah, if we get a if we get a sort of fluky one-nil win against Leicester, uh, who's that? Who's the game after that? Southampton. Southampton. Oh, it's got twenty-seven nil written all over it. That one. Benderek twenty-six. <laughs> Right. Oh cool. wait, he can't play, can he? Cause no, there you go. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh well. Um, let's move on. There's time for the Villa Vault. <laughs> Sam, over to you, son. Right. I've got a great one. Uh, and, Three minutes. Uh, Three minutes. Yeah. All right. This match happened on the 31st of January, 2004. So, any ideas what the score was? 2004. 3-2. Nope. Oh, is this the 5-1? 5-0. 5-0. Ian Walker. Ian Walker attacks the fan that runs on the pitch. Uh, throw a season ticket at him. This is fantastic from uh, Yarrow, our European football expert. He also does a little <laughs> bit of, uh, of mid noughties Premier League as well on the as a, as a side hustle. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Fantastic. 5-0. So go on, Yarrow. Name the scorers. Um, Vassell. Vassell. Uh, Come on, Sam. Now. You're meant to know this. Come you're looking on. at this. Bloody hell. You're supposed to. you only got to read yeah, it. Yeah, 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 Crouch yeah, yeah. got two. Right. Crouch, Crouch got two, got yeah. Two. Vassell, Vassell got, got two. two. Yeah, Vassell Stephen got two. Stephen Davis. Yeah. No. No. Do you think uh, it was him? Dion Toplin? Dion Toplin? Dion. Colton? Dion. Dion scored the other. Yeah, didn't he come on as a sub, Dion? Was he a centre back yeah, at yeah. that time or a centre forward? Uh, I think he was. He was doing bits. He was centre forward. He was centre forward. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's playing left wing. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, absolutely brilliant. So five nil uh, hammering, and I think we'd all settle for that on uh, on uh, the weekend. So who played for Villa then? Uh, who was in goal? Enkelman. No. No. 
Sorensen. Sorensen, yeah. This is a little uh, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, back four. Melberg. Melberg. Melberg played, yeah. J. Lloyd Samuel. J. Lloyd, yeah. Delaney, J. Lloyd Samuel. And uh, yeah, Dublin did start as a defender, actually. Ooh. Ah, okay. Mm. Who, um, who played midfield? Lee Hendry? No. Gareth, Gareth Barry? Barry? Yeah, left wing. Hitzelsberger? Hitzelsberger, centre mid. Peter was Steve Davis there? No. no he, was in the, he was in the youth team I there. I think right? he would have come through the team. Oh, uh, yeah, he's a bit, this. yeah. Um, Peter Whitting January 2004 wasn't it I don't know yeah. why I'm obsessed with Nobby Solano <laughs> Solano yeah Solano, yeah, Solano played Solano. was Steve Davis on the bench no uh, <laughs> who did Steve Davis missing? play for who Steve... in the youth team yeah. that week who was Steve Davis playing for on that day did Steve yeah, Davis I mean, play I'll... snooker at any stage <laughs> or, or DJing he's a DJ so who played up front did we say all the midfielders did we no we're missing one surely Barry, Hendry, uh, oh yeah, you Spire. are. You're missing one. Yeah, a bit, e. of a, bit of a centre mid. Tyro um, liked to tackle. Played for it. Got an England cap somehow. I don't know how. Under Spen. Oh, the hell's that? England uh, central midfield. Jesus. Only got one cap. I believe. Gavin McCann. Gavin McCann. Oh, yeah. yes. He's better than Zidane. Lovely. Gavin McCann. <laughs> duh, duh. He, he tackles one. and he passes <laughs> something and harasses. Harry's harasses. and harasses. Harry's and harasses. He gets Harry's. people's asses. People's asses right. Harry, sorry, Harry's and harasses. What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Done most footballers do. Uh, not, don't like that song. It's a great song. So <laughs> David, um, It was different times over. Different times. <laughs> it was fine then. Yeah. It was one of those songs. It was one of those songs that no one ever sang in the ground. <laughs> no, just never sang. It's, 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 a a so, it's a good song though. A like Leon Bailey song yeah. is a really good song. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it's a really it will good song. Never take off. Oh, it's no, it's not song. taking off that one. It's, it's not. It's not. I mean, we've Watkins has scored you know double digits last two seasons, and he's what is his song? I don't even know if he's got a song. Has he? Has he got one? Ollie Watkins. Super Ollie Watkins. Do we do? No, I don't know. Um, anyway, go on. I can only yeah. see one Leicester player that has got a, that played for Villa uh, on the day. Emma Heskey. No, he wouldn't be there no. at the time, would he? Um, oh, can I give us a clue. I'll give you. Uh, okay, Levingtonian. Uh, Schimmicker. Ricardo Schimmicker. Yeah. Because Schimmicker uh, played for Leicester in two thousand and four. Yeah. No that. wonder we beat them five yeah. now. <laughs> Walker, <laughs> Curtis, Schumacher, Davizas, Thatcher, Gillespie, Davidson, McKinley, Thatcher, oh, and Thatcher. What a crap team that is. No wonder, no wonder, was all right. no wonder we beat them five nil. Jeez. Who, who was who was up top for them, Sam? Uh, James Scowcroft, remember him? Ipswich legend. Yes. And, yes. Uh, Bent, but it must be Marcus, right? It'd be Marcus Bent. It'd be Marcus Bent. Yeah, it'd be Marcus Bent. Journeyman. Uh, yeah, yeah. Nice. I can so, see where um, we won five 0 yeah. five 0 So hopefully we can get we can repeat that. But I'm not holding my breath. Nah. Cool. Thanks, Sam. That was no good. Worries. Good game. Good game to pick as well. I think Yaro is a winner of that one, isn't he? Just for Definitely. for, for the yeah. scoreline yeah. and for yeah. Ian Walker. Um, yeah, can, I, can, Ian, I, can I confess? Ian Walker the fan was was, was Go on. On. I, I, Let me confess something because you know when I asked who our next opponent was, and someone says Southampton. When we were doing the Villa Vault, I was thinking of Southampton, Villa Southampton games. So, <laughs> and I remember when there was a game when Stephen Davis, Davis scored. scored. Yeah, so oh, I was no. thinking it must be yeah. that guy. That, that was the same goal. That, um, what's his name? Carton Cole scored his second goal for Villa. Didn't <laughs> yeah, he? he only scored against Southampton. Three two comeback, wasn't it? Three two comeback. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. So, who was Southampton playing that day? By the way, was that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
All right, boys. Good. Enjoyed that. Nice, uh, nice to have you all on. Nice to have a full house. Uh, bit of special effects how, there. How, how, do you, how, do you the, how do you think the experiment's gone with Zabra and Cleary playing together off the? Uh, oh, off I the don't think it's man. gone well at all. <laughs> 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 oh, I, I went, I went missing for twenty minutes. So yeah. that probably didn't help. I'm, I'm the Coutinho apt. all of a sudden now. Yeah, quite that's apt. it. Quite I'm, I'm like Kamara trying to cover the spaces. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, Yara did disappear for 20 minutes. But we're so seamless. We're so professional that you, 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 well, you didn't yeah. even notice. Didn't even notice. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you, guys. Uh, anything else to add before I close off for the night? I'll take that as no. a no. I'll take no. that as a no. no. Um, yeah, uh, Napoli are being Liverpool 4-1, by the way. Uh, FYI. Cool. So, uh, yeah, thank you, guys. Gerard might be their manager, after all. Yeah, uh, Thank you for listening, guys. Uh, As always, uh, thank you to the guys for their time. We'll be back uh, next week. Um, Same same time. Actually, no, we're Wednesday today, aren't we? Not Thursday. So, maybe same time. Maybe not. Maybe Thursday next week. Um, And hopefully we're talking about three points and Stephen Gerrard's still in the job because that means Villa have done well. Uh, And uh, this part is sponsored by MeBay Digital. Uh, local digital marketing agency check them out and uh yeah please subscribe and follow whatever podcast platform you're on and follow us on twitter at villa podcast or one word thank you for your time thank you for listening up the villa villa. i love it I'm going to